Let's go. <clears throat> you can do your dance now. Dance, dance, Mooney, dance. <laughs> Greetings and welcome, guys, dance gals, monkeys. and dance non-binary pals. Episode <laughs> 343 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm going to keep that bit in now. <laughs> I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, joined this week by the person I thought was wearing a Star Trek top when you joined the call because of the little gold emblem. No. Daffy Mooney. <laughs> I have no Star Trek shirts. I have to sort that out. Oh, I'm I need to buy a Star Trek like uniform. But which one? I basically, I so basically good just ones. need to get I need to start getting tattoos of all the ships I like all down my arms and just do that. And I'll put the Titan on my back just because that's the one I don't want to look at. And now I just love. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, still, damn you. <laughs> I'm still mad that I like this, so I'm putting it on my back so I don't have to look at it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking exactly. Yeah. And then Hello, like, everybody. Sneakily it's looking Friday. at it in mirrors. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what that means. It's Friday. <clears throat> video game talk day. It's video game Yay. talk day. Where are you going to talk there? How's it going? How are what? you doing? I'm not bad. I'm not bad at all. Pretty chill. Uh, car pass its MOT. Yes. Huzzah. Huzzah indeed. Price was good. Yes. Huzzah. More huzzah. Yes. I still have money somehow. Yes. Huzzah. More Now that's going to spend it on video games. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, bills, you know, yeah, bills, you know, travel, uh, food. Uh, no, no, okay, so I've got this much left over. Steam. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, indeed. How are you, Amy? I hope you're all well. Well, so, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know how a couple of weeks ago we started a podcast and I'd just eaten? And I, and I was like, Really tired because I just seen. Oh, you, you just seen. Uh, no, I, you've I done that again. Have you? N- no, I've done the opposite. Now I'm hungry. I'm sitting here. I'm going to be sitting here for the next two hours, going just thinking nonstop about food. You'll be throwing out the greatest video game analysis of all time, and I'll just be sitting there going, chicken or. <laughs> Chicken on the pizza. Chicken burger. With a chicken pizza on the side. And a chicken dessert somehow. I don't know how that'll work, but chicken. whatever. Just chicken all, sticky, all the way sti- down. Sticky toffee chicken. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sounds terrible. No. Why did you manifest that? <laughs> don't know. What? I don't know. Oh my goodness. Sticky toffee chicken. Christ. Yep. Well, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> Result. Time to get on with the podcast, people. Let's go. Uh, Phil started playing The Last of Us. Playing, not watching. Fascinating. Yeah. What's made him do that? I don't know. He's been, I don't. I actually don't know. He's been talking about like playing it for a while, and you know, obviously, new parenthood. He doesn't have time, or like he does, but it's in like short bursts and stuff like that. And I'm, I was, I was spending the entire time 
I think being very reasonable as a as a non parental gamer, saying like, look, right, if you can only sit down and play a game for thirty minutes, let's do that. <laughs> you don't have to do what I do, <laughs> play them for like twenty hours straight. That's you know, exactly if true. if you've got thirty minutes, you've got thirty minutes. So mm-hmm. we had that conversation, and then I didn't hear anything about video games playing for a while, and then <laughs> I got a picture off of him. And the picture was was the bit where Joel wakes up and it's twenty years later, and and the message was, "How dare you?" <laughs> because I never told him what happens at the beginning of the Last of Us, and he, oh, I guess he no. never knew. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Phil, it gets it worse. gets worse. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, oh, "Don't worry." It's gonna get so much worse. <laughs> Me and Amy are like, are like, uh, like war vets right now. We're like, you don't know, man. You weren't you there. You weren't there. <laughs> Forget that bullshit time. that happened on the Stargazer. Wait, that was the wrong, wrong, wrong thing. Wrong thing. <laughs> wrong thing. But you know what we mean, either way. Yeah. Oh, Phil. Yeah. Oh, Phil. I just want to be there, holding his soul. I felt bad him. for him because I was like. Like, because in that moment, you know, like, I obviously know what happens at the beginning of The Last of Us, part, part one. And I, I'm specifically not spo- I'm specifically not, not spoiling it because I guess this is the TV show and people are still catching up. But, like, I, f- I sort of then did a speed run in my head of, like, reliving all of the rest of both games. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Compressed like thirty-five hours of trauma in a twenty-second flashback. <laughs> oh my god! The hot flushes you must have had. <laughs> oh my god! What's going on in my head right now? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> tears, anger, tears, anger. <laughs> oh, moments, and then tears and anger again. It's just like oh my oh, god! Oh, giraffe! All in a- no! <laughs> 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 oh my god Jesus I god. can't wait to talk about so we're going to talk about the last of us TV show next week because I'm going to catch yes. up on it. I'm going to catch up on it my my I want to do I do want to just brag for a moment that my one prediction of of last of us discourse was true which was like hey the ending was quite controversial <laughs> I know you're not on social media but yeah Start it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, the funny thing is about it though. Like, like I said to you, like when you told me that the ending wouldn't video game came out was dubbed controversial because I didn't really know the gaming verse then, or wasn't really on social media of that significance. I never noticed. I just went, I like that ending. I like that ending. <laughs> oh, that's a good ending. Because I just thought it was a good. Like I saw it was a good ending. Was, it was a good ending. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. And I was just like, that was that's a good ending. That I fucking like that ending type of thing. And yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the TV nerds are now going, oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. And, and it's like, in the Last of Us is gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Then, yeah. So funny enough about prepare yourself. <laughs> so it has been announced. Obviously, season two is happening. Yeah. So it, do, but it, so it does sound like the next two seasons are going to be part two. Yeah, like I, as part of our discussion next week, I was going to ask you a bunch of questions about part two. 
And one of them yeah. was going to have been like, do you think they're going to do it in one season? Because I don't see how they could. And it's like, they've said, yeah. we're yeah. not. And I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good for that. Um... But they've also said they're going to change some things. We'll talk about. I don't it. think that's. No. I don't think that. I don't think it's what people think. No. At the same time. No. So we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, but I, I'm excited. I'm. One. I am very curious to see how you think of this show as well. Like I personally loved it, and like even though yes, it's The Last of Us. If you played the first game, you know what practically happens. There are things that have changed. Amy does know this from a certain point. Actually, you do know, basically. I know. Because Thanks, Twitter. Like you said, Twitter <laughs> does not know chill. <laughs> Twitter can't help but spoil everything the instant it happens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, I am going to be fascinated just to see how it can... How you will try and compare it. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm going I think, to, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be... Very intrigued to see how Me too. it goes like that. My partner, when she was at the end watching the final episode, she was like, What? No, they can't leave it like that. And I was just like, Yeah. <laughs> they do. No, they don't <laughs> do that. I said, When's season two? Probably two years. No. Hey, at least it's not fucking seven years like it was for us. <laughs> but I have a thinking, though. I think we're going to have part three out by then. I think so too. I think part three is going to get announced. This I year. think part three will come out. Come out by the time they finished doing adapting part two. Yeah, because pretty, pretty much they're probably going to film part two back to back. Oh, both seasons. undoubtedly. Th- yeah. Theoretically, it'll save them money and everything. Like it'll be a long ass shoot. You're probably looking at an eight nine month shoot and everything, if not longer. I'm pretty sure the shoot for the first part was long, but covid and everything like that covid still happening don't forget ladies and gentlemen the staff in my mind has covid right now so <laughs> he is not happy right that now. totally reminds me so i was at the bus stop today because i went into <clears throat> i went into town and like loads of people start getting start getting off of the bus and i'm listening i'm listening to an audiobook so i'm listening to an audiobook I'm, i finally spent an audible credit <clears throat> i'm fascinated right now how, how do you are you enjoying that it's it was interesting at first yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm getting into it. Like the narration's good, which helps. Cool. Um, yeah, that does help. Yes, I'm used, I used to I used to have uh, Star Trek uh, audiobooks on cassette tapes when I was a kid. They weren't mine; they were my dad's. And you <laughs> and, them. Yeah. and the oh, absolutely. But the, the <laughs> they had all these weird sci-fi noises in the background, and they used to scare me when I was a kid. <laughs> Star Wars does that. Yeah. The Star Wars audibles do that, and I think that's really good. So does the alien ones. The alien audibles do that as well. Because you obviously hear the hissing sounds and everything that from the aliens. It's really, really but, good. But um the the the, the, the story of sound the, the then some guy walked some old guy walked past me and just like and just like looked because I'm wearing a mask. And like he just walked past me and he goes, You should wear that on your head for all the good it's doing you. <laughs> And I just what? like yeah, and I just rolled my eyes at him as he walked past. I was like, if I wanted your opinion, I would have asked for it. <laughs> and like I heard him over the book, yeah. And I was just like, what the? Okay, thanks. It's not even the first time I've been I've been hassled out in public for wearing a mask. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, sadly, uh, sadly, it's just one of those things that sadly is happening. Like, people want to be pathetic. Give me, give me. Wear a mask. Let, wear, let, let people wear a mask. <laughs> give, give me, God, goddess, who, whoever's up there. Can you give me some of this unearned confidence, <laughs> please? 
<laughs> just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Stole all my confidence and gave it to, to mediocre white men. I'll never forgive, mm. never forgive them for that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm listening to a Halo novel. Fascinating. Yeah, it, well, I've been trying to get a hold of them for a while, but they're hard to get a hold of, like this specific trilogy. Mm. Um, so as a Prime member, obviously, you get the trial, and I've got two credits instead of one, so I've I, I bought the first two in the, in the trilogy, and then <clears throat> I'll just pay the subscription next month and get the third one. Um, but it's good. I also bought an actual physical book, which is um, Laura Kate Dales and uh, Jane Aerith Magnet's book, Who Hunts the Whale. <laughs> I'm looking forward yes. to reading it. A satirical novel set in the exploitative world of big budget game development. <laughs> nice. Is there an audible version of that? I don't I know. know. <laughs> I know you have uh, GS2, two Jason's books, I believe, on audible, but I've never got around to watching them. I own one of Jason's used, books. I, on... cred- I just used the credit and I was just like, yeah, because right, you get a credit, so you just go, yeah, all right. Basically, I'll yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how I did it. I was on Amazon and I was like looking at the ridiculous paperback price of this Halo novel, <laughs> but it's got the <laughs> it's got all the different options, and one of them was like, "Listen, free on Audible." So I just went, "You know what? I will." <laughs> it's going to cost me nothing, um, so I'll do that. And I'm like two hours in. I like that it tells you how long it's going to last. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's really kind of. Yeah. But um. But yeah, no, I've got one of Jason's books on Kindle. Um, I was, sh- I was sure it was years ago. It was when it first came out, his first book, and I was showing my mom how to, how to order books, for a Kindle, because yeah. she's got a, <clears throat> she's got a Kindle tablet. So I was showing her how easy it was to do it, and it was so easy. I accidentally bought the book <laughs> and went, well, guess I'm reading that now. Because <laughs> I didn't realize, because, you know, like when you buy something off of Amazon and you have to go through several stages when you click buy. Yeah. But for books on Kindle, it's one button. Once you click that buy button, it just buys the book. And I just went, oh. <laughs> Oops. This is how it works. Oh, no. <clears throat> it's that easy. <laughs> Never <laughs> totally mind. Meant, I totally meant to do that. It's a good book, though. <laughs> it's all about it, isn't it? You get a good book out. Of it. I got a good book out. Of it. I've got a lot of good books out. Of it. <clears throat> got this book, I've got an audio book. Yeah. I've got books fucking all over the place. Yeah, like I listened to um, on Audible, the Console Wars book. That was really good. Like it's a very really, good book. Yeah. Really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, I've got the I've got a couple of the Expanse books on Audible. My boss at this moment, uh, uh, when he goes for like a walk or during a break, uh, he listens to him and everything. He says he really he's really enjoying them. I'm thinking I really need to possibly look go back to my Audibles. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> do I really want to go back to Audible? I enjoyed Audible. It's just like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like I'm humming and hawing, and when and when I hum and haw right now. I'm just like, no, don't be humming and hiring. You are very indecisive. Don't do anything. Don't buy it or something like that. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just a waste of time. Until I'm fully 100% committed to it, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, part of it was, hey, I travel around a lot on buses. Might as well have something to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, that's where I came down on it. Because I get mad at myself all the time because I subscribe to YouTube Premium. <clears throat> 
And I get mad at myself all the time because I'm like, I'm not listening to enough music to justify having a YouTube music account. Like, I'm paying £11.99 a month. And then without, like, dipshit brain doesn't engage and go, you're also watching about 100 hours of YouTube content ad-free every month. <laughs> like, if I never listened to another song on YouTube music, I'd still be getting more than my money's worth <laughs> out of YouTube. <laughs> Wowzers. But it's creating that like false equivalence in my brain where it's like, you don't listen to enough music, yeah. you should cancel the subscription. No, you idiot. <laughs> no, that's not how the You get no address on YouTube. Trust me. <laughs> you can't go back. Once you once yeah, you've I experienced YouTube yeah. ad free, it's impossible to go back. It really is impossible because <clears throat> I have obviously I've got a YouTube account at work because obviously I have a Google account with my uh, my work account. And all of it's with YouTube ads, and I'm sick of the fucking YouTube ads. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'd be okay if I could just guarantee me to allow me to skip yeah. within five seconds. I'll be fine with that. Nah, some of them are like, until the end of it. And some until of these are, are like, ain't yeah. 10 seconds long. <laughs> ain't got like time for that. Song. I was right in the middle of something. <laughs> right, some of these 30 fucking second adverts, man. Like, fuck off. Oh, I'm done with adverts, like. Absolutely, 100%. Never. If I can get through the rest of my life without adverts, I'll be fine. <laughs> be pretty good, that one, not it? Yeah. yeah that's nice. Except on Twitter, Elon's never getting my money. <laughs> I just block all the adverts on Twitter. <laughs> oh, an advert! Block. Block. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, that's, yeah. So I'm listening to Halo of Glasslands. It's called. Very good. It's very interesting. Uh, it's about a. It's about a. Um. It's set after Halo Three, and it's about a, a. A government black ops organization, creating, instability, <laughs> in a foreign power. It's not really based on any real life things that I could think of. <laughs> No, I've never heard of that happening in real life. Ah, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, should we join the podcast? Why not? I mean, this is the podcast. See, my <laughs> brain's podcast. my brain's doing that thing again. Like, this is still part of the podcast. The beginning of the podcast is still the podcast. <laughs> people haven't told us to shut up yet, so <laughs> no, people have encouraged us. No one should ever encourage us. <laughs> never encourage us. Jeez. Don't do this. There's, I'm telling you right now, eventually this will change from the words about games to the words about Picard. <laughs> if Amy has any other way. I've done, I think I have done a very admirable job of keeping a lid on it on this podcast. You know you this because of yeah. the hours of time we've spent talking about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I convinced two people the other day to watch it. <laughs> One of them doesn't even watch Star Trek. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but video games. So many. You wanted to talk about? Oh, you brought it up, and and I said it was a good idea. Because um, talk about <laughs> slow news week, right? Imagine if someone here had f had finished their one hundred hour JRPG in time for this podcast. That Whoa, would have been you've that, completed. That? No, <laughs> no, oh. but that would have been really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Then I could have just sat chill for half an hour. <laughs> Face mask, cucumbers. Yeah. 
pop in, pop in, pop in, and pop in an audio book. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need mid-console generation upgrades? Mid-generation con... Oh, fucking hell. Do we need mid-generation console upgrades? So this is this is about... There was, there was a thing... Uh, leak. I'm going to use the word leak very heavily. Um, about the PlayStation 5 Pro. Yes. Now we've been... Switch Pro has <laughs> been a fight <laughs> on this podcast between me and hypothetical imaginary versions of game journalists for the last several years, but we're here again. Um, yeah, the 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 the, the rumor uh, as it goes from the serial guesser account Insider Gaming, who doesn't really leak stuff so much, he just makes all his guesses and gets them right. Is that the PS5 Pro is due? currently to be launched in 2024 that's the that's the rumor so we thought we'd have a discussion about all these things even like setting aside the fact that we know that they that console manufacturers make these things to make more money like yeah. why does it exist money <laughs> right let's set that aside for a fact like why like do these things serve a, a useful purpose I guess would be the first sort of question. Depends who it serves the purpose for. I think if it does, I think it'll probably serve the purpose to the developers, to the customer. No, <laughs> you're not wrong. Hey, it'll give developers even more things to to complain about. Like that one guy who was like, "The Xbox Series S is holding gaming back." Uh, but yeah, sorry. Uh, that is a that is an interesting take. Very forced that, segue. Uh, <laughs> to a podcast topic of months ago. Yeah, Welcome that, to that, the inner workings of my that, brain. I tried to uh, hold the book up. I'm gonna put this out of reach because otherwise it's just gonna be Yeah. Go over there. That guy's take was very stupid, obviously that <laughs> very, very stupid. The thing is, out of anybody I'll state this right now, anyone who's holding anything back holding games back i'll say this right now nintendo fans you ain't not gonna like what i'm gonna say here but it's the <laughs> switch it's the fucking switch i can guarantee you it is the switch that is holding things back it may be one of the best selling consoles of all time but that fucker is holding things back so badly um there's a reason why zelda's been delayed for two extra years <laughs> and it isn't because they haven't got it ready or anything like that. Because they ran out of furniture polish. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Um, No, um, developers-wise, yes. I think uh, think it'll be something that'll be really, really wanting and called called upon by developers in the future. Uh, Is it... My thing is probably, is it too early? Is 2024 (laughs) too early? And my thing, I would say, is probably yes. Like, but then I think about it, like, how long were we, how far were we into the PS4? I mean, by 2024, PS5? assuming it comes out at the end of the year. Four years. That came out. 2020. 2020, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. 2020, yeah. So, yeah, it still seems like we're, like, we're in the beginning of these guys' life, that well, life cycle, really. I think I there's think a couple of reasons longer. for that. Go on. Sorry, no, finish your point. No, no. I was going to say what you what you've put in. 
are we going to have a longer generation? I don't think it's because of the chip shortage. I think it's because I think we've hit the level of of graphical fidelity when it comes to the graphic cards and everything like that. I think we've hit. I think we've basically peaked. They can make it more powerful and everything like that, and probably help make it a little bit more smoother and whatnot. But other than that, I think everything is basically hitting, hitting peak levels of like of the, for the visuals and everything like that. So for me, it's now going to be more refinement. What extra could we get into these consoles that will help smooth the ride? the development ride for the developers and everything like that and what so what can we put in for the the customers who will want this type of thing and whatnot but that's how i can see it probably happening but i don't know i've wambled you go wambling. i just had a flashback when you when you said would the customers want i had a flashback to that weird couple of weeks when everybody was complaining that the xbox series consoles wouldn't have usb-c ports and i was like why the fuck would you want usb-c port that doesn't make any sense. The argument was because that's what everybody is using right now. Yeah. At this yeah, end. For- <laughs> Not at the other end. <laughs> like anyway. I said to them when I said what I said to them, I'll say the same thing as what I said to them now then. You fucking idiots. <laughs> um yeah, it feels like we're we're closer to the beginning of the generation than we are because obviously it wasn't it was diff- extra difficult to get one of the awesome. two new consoles for a while, like quite a while. Like you you expect it for a few months when a console comes out, not for a couple of years. Um, and I think the other reason is we haven't probably is a knock on effect of how difficult the consoles have been to get for PlayStation, um, specifically. Like we haven't really gotten that many true current generation games right like most of the games that have come out on playstation are ps4 games and ps5 games and that like it doesn't bother me so like don't take what i'm about to say as like oh he's mad about this it's like that does hold things back a lot right because you when you make features for a console you can't utilize those features properly unless your games were only only releasing on that console. Like Ratchet and Clank was only on PS5 because it was using the SSD for its like going through portals instantaneously technology, and you couldn't do that on a PS5. Demon wasn't Demon Souls as well just PS5. Demon Souls or was just one... PS5. It was you. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if there was any technical reason for that, other than just why not? <laughs> it's a launch title. I'm sure when I'm sure when Bluepoint were developing the game, I'm sure no one at Bluepoint or Sony was anticipating people not being able to get PS5s for two years. <laughs> it's a. I think also what I think we've got to take into consideration right now is obviously the inflation and everything like that. What's going on in the world and whatnot. I think that's going to be something that probably is going to slow people from going down to go buy a console, going, mm-hmm. going out and buying one of the big consoles, going out and even investing in like some of the games and whatnot. Definitely, especially with them getting more expensive. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's just, it is definitely one of those things, like right now, like, game buying a game-wise, it's cheaper on PC, but the worst thing about PC is that if you want a decent PC, you're looking to spend... Yeah. triple what you would buy for a console <laughs> this is consoles it's like the pc game buy-in price is like this but but the actual like buy-in for the hardware is like fucking <laughs> yeah that's that's the worst thing of it like i'm looking i've been looking to upgrade my pc 
and everything because I just I, I wanted a I wanted a new PC and I think obviously I'm work I'm going to be potentially working more from work now because I really enjoyed work from home today. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> thinking that I got that extra hour in oh, bed yeah. just oh just rolled out. <laughs> what should I wear for work today? Pajamas. Pajamas sounds <laughs> good. What I've got on now, sweet. <laughs> Basically, but no, yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be a very interesting thing. So it's a very interesting topic, no doubt about it. Because, like, my question also, my question will be, how many mid generations will we get for this? Like, I think this, what you said, will go longer. I think this will not be a seven year cycle or seven eight year cycle, or whatever. I think this theoretically could go to probably twenty thirty, uh, uh, when it comes to the next generation <coughs> hell Damn, i could be speaking right out my freaking ass here and we could hear you something next week playstation 6 2024 <laughs> it's not the pro it's actually the playstation 6 i'm like wait what just doing what <laughs> nintendo did right just writing that one off starting again <laughs> <laughs> why are you writing this one off it's going well <laughs> you um, freaking idiots Jim Ryan! Jim! <laughs> but, Jim! Uh, God damn it, Jimothy. But, um, no, like, yeah, so the previous console cycle, PS4, Xbox One, was seven years. So, yeah, it was 20, 2013 to 2020. Yeah. I know that because I have a thing that says I... I I played PS4 first at Eurogamer Expo 2013. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> not jealous. No, not at all. I played not Knack. Jealous. Knack and Drive Club. <laughs> oh, fucking I Drive Club. <laughs> yeah, it was a big oh, hype. Gosh. It was it, the, the show. Knack wasn't so hyped, but Drive Club was. <laughs> Killzone, I, I, I mean, I played Killzone Shadowfall as well, which also wasn't great. Yeah, it was a weird game that one for me because I was like, "Wait, you guys have got um, Gran Turismo? Why are you bringing another drive?" Well, we're bringing out Drive not? Club. Drive Club. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so seven years for the for the PS4 and the Xbox One. I played Rise Son of Rome on Xbox One just for just for balance. Like my first experience of an Xbox One was Rise Son of Rome. Um, Oof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. I'm yeah. sorry, people. Anyone who says that's a good game. You're fucking blind. He's my glasses. <laughs> Take him. But uh, the like, if it, if it was seven years, you'd be looking at 2027, right? Like, I think it'll go longer. It's done it before. The PS3 generation, PS3, Xbox 360 generation was longer than usual. I don't remember if there was like specific reasons for that or not. I I think a lot of people. I think analysts came out and said that was because of the financial crisis. Why it was extended. <clears throat> Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of cost these companies money to make consoles, right? They, yeah. There's an R and D department at both of these places right now researching the next console. Yeah, um, yeah. we know this. It costs money though. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think I think you could see it go ten years. Like when you said twenty thirty, my mind just melted down. Where I was like, that's fucking ages, and I was like, no, that'd just be ten years. That would be the same as. The last time we had an uh, an extended one, so yeah, I could see yeah, that. Basically, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, like, and you also got to remember there was like three different PlayStation iterations in there. There was the big beefy PlayStation Three, the the big beefy boy. Then they yeah. slimmed it down, and then they slimmed it down even more. 
Slimmed it down too far. <laughs> it worked. It still worked. I, it, I, did. I, it worked. It, 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 it did. Yeah, I mean, the PS3 uh, had its own problems. Let's be fair. That's true. Like, oh, we got there in the end. I, 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 no, finished. not that. I just mean the cell processing. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. I love, li- I love yeah. like listening to or watching developers talk about trying to make a game for the PS3. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. there's a reason why you have to cloud stream all of your backwards compatible PS3 games on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was a nightmare. Put a processor back into their consoles. <laughs> that was They're a nightmare. Well away from that fucker. Like, yeah, when when uh, Mark Cerny is literally cheered when he says this has not got a cell processor in when they revealed the PS4. <laughs> it's it's like, like thanks, yes! thank fuck. <laughs> 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 but yeah, though that's cool. It brings up an interesting point, which is like the discourse around like mid-generation upgrades really only started when the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X rocked up on the scene. But really, like, there's always been revisions of of, place, of, of hardware, right? Like, the, the Nintendo, Nintendo DS went through, like, four different iterations. The Xbox 360 had different models at launch. There was the Core and the Arcade. Premium and Arcade. And then they brought out the black one, the Elite, um, oh, later on in the in the generation like ps1 i saw one today like a P- the ps1 had the, the mini version the ps1 mini and there was also the the ps1 with a tv little tv screen attached to it <laughs> wasn't wasn't portable <laughs> but it had its own tv i remember i remember you used to be able to buy a, t- a sony tv with where the tv stand was a playstation 2 <laughs> that was a thing that actually happened um so like yeah it's um it's always been a thing, yeah, I like guess. Xbox went yeah. through many iterations last last generation. The VHS, the actual console looking one, and then the powerful console looking one. Yeah, the <laughs> world's most powerful console. console. You're not going to believe all the pixels we're going to get on screen the, the same amount as as the PlayStation. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um. So yeah, like I mean, I don't. Like they annoy me a little bit, like mid-generation console upgrades. But it's a lot like when we were talking about The Last of Us Part One last year, and I went, I mean, it, it kind of annoys me a little bit, but not to the degree where I care in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, completely understandable. Like this is a, this is a thing that's going to happen. There's no doubt about that. The PlayStation Five will get a new version of it. The Xbox <clears throat> Series will get a new version of it. Um, but also on top of this, you should also think of it this way. The older versions will go cheaper in price and might become more affordable for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, don't be surprised if the Series S goes, what is it now, what, £300? £250. So it'll go pound? up and then it'll come back down again. <laughs> what are they going to the call the next one? The Series, because you get the, the Series Xbox S, the Series, series X. XL, the XL version. <laughs> It's not my guess, then. <laughs> <laughs> or the of what you said, the XXX version. The oh yeah, X version. Oh yeah, Series <laughs> XXX. Yeah, I might, I might have got very sarcastic in the show notes, as I, as I am wanted to do. As you always do. Really. Um, if there isn't sarcasm in your show notes, then I'm thinking it's a bad day. <laughs> she's had a bad day. Had a bad day. She's had a bad day. I need to then ease no off. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> just be chill today. You'd be right. Um, yeah, no. The I think they're gonna happen. Like they always happen. 
But what's funny is like, I came at this podcast going, maybe they won't happen because of X, Y, and Z. And then as we've discussed it, and, you know, discussed it in the context of the history of video games, I've gone, no, it's definitely going to happen because it's always happened. <laughs> That's what I like about yeah, these discussions. It's like, no, no, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, well, I... Um, whenever they happen, they happen. Um, and it'll be good for consumers who ha- might be able to then afford the old versions. Um, and then, yeah, that's the only, the only real upside to when it comes to a new new mid-console version, basically. Sure. Yeah. Because it makes it cheaper for people who have not been able to get one yet. Uh, because, like, PS5, you know, she's a beaut. I think she really plays really well, and so does the Xbox Series X. Um, I know you've got the S, and it's I do. It's F1, fine. who I've, I've never heard a single person complain about the S whatsoever. <clears throat> I've never had a problem. It's perfect. It's the, like, well, my boss has one. He says he literally uses it for one thing, one thing. He doesn't buy games. Game it's Pass. Game Pass and Game Pass only. <laughs> it's and a it Game Pass like box. A it works a treat for, for everyone who gets it, and that's that's what it all is. That's all it is. That's great. Yeah, it's a Game Pass box, like the series. That's all the series S is for me. Uh, it's the thing I download my Game Pass games onto. Like, we, we talked about this not even that long ago, where I said, like, if I could have gotten away with just having a PC, I probably would have. But obviously, the expense compared to £250 for a console, it just made sense yeah, yeah. to get the console. And the PS5 is great. I turn it on at least once every six months. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's good <laughs> i don't know what it is about like i don't know what it is about ps5 i just i just barely use it anymore like i don't even know if i've ever been like a regular ps5 user like not di- i'm not ps4 user i'm not dissing the ps5 at all like i was and then i wasn't because i was on an xbox podcast and i was shouted out a lot <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did because I was capturing footage for reviews and all my, like, kind of all my footage be PlayStation footage. <laughs> so I could shout it out a lot. Um, and then when I wasn't on there, I was back on my PS4. And I don't know what I use. I think I just, I think it's just an even, even split of all four of them at this point. I don't think I use one thing over another. Like, at the moment, I'm using my Switch a lot, but that's because I'm playing Octopath Traveler and I've got Metroid. Next week, I'm going to be playing at least two games on my PlayStation 5, so. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the only one with a disc. It's the <laughs> can't rent games on my Xbox, so all my third parties come on PS5. But, uh, but yeah, I, I won't be getting PS5 Pro. I never got a PS4 Pro. <clears throat> no, uh, yeah, I didn't either, so. Just I got an Xbox One oh, X, but oh. that was because my Xbox One launch edition with Connect was making funny noises when I turned it on. <laughs> that's fair. When it makes funny noises, that's when you start going, I was like, time to mm, oh, this is this new one? Maybe I should just get this. I had about seven. I know that's a, that's an exaggeration. I had about three or four Xbox 360s, though. <laughs> none, but none by choice. I never upgraded mint generation by choice. They just kept breaking. Uh, I was playing one of them. I was playing Tomb Raider one of the Tomb Raider games on Xbox 360. And I did this, you do this intricate puzzle where there's like a Kraken or something in the water and you drop a stalagmite on it. And just as the stalagmite made contact and there was the big bang, um, I got the yellow lights on my Xbox and died. (laughs) I killed not only the Kraken, 
but my Xbox. And then I'm, I'm, and then I may or may not have taken it to a shop that didn't check its trade-ins and <laughs> train it in for a new one. But I can either confirm or deny that that happened. <clears throat> so it's, it's just death there. If they don't look, they don't look. If they didn't check, they didn't check. It's not my problem. Yeah. Not your problem at all, Amy. Not your problem. I wasn't mentioning Xbox before because, like, the reason it the reason it doesn't feel like as long as since the Xbox came out is because they barely released any games in the last two years, three years, two years. <clears throat> they're getting there. They're getting there. They're getting there. They <laughs> are on, getting there. Eventually, come on, they will come get on. there. It's just when. <laughs> Who knows? Every Xbox exclusive that's come out in the last two years has been, and now it starts, <laughs> and then it never started. Halo came out. Okay, now we're going to start getting games. <laughs> Didn't happen. Starfield's going to come out. Now we're going to start... Ah, it's not... Ah, you're almost... But not quite. You're almost there. But not quite. Give it 10 years. We'll be drowning in Xbox games. <laughs> we look back on this period when we had enough time to play Xbox games fondly. <laughs> It's like fucking. I can't. Like I got to play Halo before Elder Scrolls comes out next week. <laughs> the Gear Six is two days later. Xbox, stop! <laughs> you want fifty studios? <laughs> You're releasing a new game every week. <laughs> well, the aim is like to drop one every like four months, isn't it? Yeah, I think that was the aim. I don't know whether they said that or we just kind of thought that would work assumed um assumed it where it's like drop big game every quarter because that's a that's a good plan especially with the game pass yeah. right definitely that is a good plan without <laughs> about that with the amount of studios they're potentially gonna have uh, yeah 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 they should be able to pull that off theoretically yeah they should the, theoretically <laughs> theory isn't lining up with the reality at the moment <laughs> They should theoretically be able to pull something like that off now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, oh, but I don't want to rag on them I, too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll rag on them after the E3 if they haven't done anything good. <laughs> Where's Hollow Knight, Xbox? You said it was going to be by June. It's nearly June. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> if you, I'm telling you now, they're going to drop it day and day. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm gone. Your Xbox is going to be my Xbox. <laughs> Bernie, I'm using your Halo X. <laughs> the power of the X. <laughs> In the I'm palm of my you, hand. You're just, yeah, just going to see it just walk by. Is it, wait, 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 where are you going? Why are you taking my console? Amy, that's my console. What, Amy? 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 <laughs> just in There's the background. No TV in your room. In the background. Just keep streaming. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Shh. 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 Shh.
What? Did you not stream it? No, I didn't stream it. No, it's for something else. I'm I'm making a video. Oh, you Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis is a part of that video. So, so like, obviously, I'm still working on the Mass Effect video. And, you know, I was talking about, to you, and in an essay that remains unpublished currently, that I, I had a lot of ideas for, like, smaller videos. Yes. <laughs> smaller. It was a good joke. <laughs> the video well, topic. Smaller. The video topic, that, I mean, it's, it's smaller than the Mass Effect video is going to be, but it's not small. The... <sighs> The topic that I chose, I had a whole thing and I wrote a bunch of like outlines and I was like, cool, I'm going to read. And then as I was like doing my research of like reading about the topic at hand, a trap door opened underneath me and I fell into a rabbit hole. <laughs> Sounds like something that happens to you. I mean. Happens to me frequently. But yeah, one, so I was capturing footage of Dino Crisis. Interesting. Amongst, amongst, other, amongst other games. Um, that was fun. That was interesting. <laughs> I haven't played Dino Crisis for 20 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say on the podcast. But you can ask me about it afterwards if you want. But I don't know. You said Dino Crisis, and I was just like, I literally made the joke. I'm literally make a joke in the in the video script, the part that the part that I've written so far that like I don't know whether Dino Crisis was popular or whether I just think it was because Moody never shuts up about it. <laughs> it's uh It is. It's a joke. <laughs> no. Well when I played it, didn't have internet, didn't know anything about it or anything like that. I just saw Dino Crisis. my friends <clears> were playing it. We played it, enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it, having oh, great it was a good time. But when it comes when it comes to like knowing the gauge of did it sell well, was it popular or anything like that, I have no fucking idea. No idea. Not a people still talk about it. So sweet. Not just you. Are they are they like me screaming yes. at Capcom to make a remake? <laughs> yeah. Every state of play. It's not even a fucking Sony game, but every state of play, you know, there'll be there'll be Dino Crisis discourse. Worst thing is, they literally cock-blocked us, what, last year or two they did. years ago? That was funny. That Exo Primal, I think it was called. The dino, yeah. dinosaur game. It's like... They, they had the, diff, the wrong effect for you, Capcom, because that game was not trending. It was Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis, Crisis started trending. I remember, because that's <laughs> when I was still on Twitter. Dino Crisis was fucking trending. And it yeah. was more bitching about that you've literally caught blocked us all. Well, because they, they were, it was that roller coaster of, is this Dino Crisis? <clears throat> and then, oh my God, that's Regina. Because they got the character in that game that looks exactly like Regina from yes. Dino Crisis. Two, it's not Dino Crisis. What the fuck? That was the two minutes. <laughs> that was a was that not a Capcom spotlight? I don't think that was a state of play. I think that was a Capcom thing. I don't think it was a Capcom thing. I think. Maybe I might be. It might have been a Capcom thing. If not, it was probably a stupid Keely thing. Because I know Capcom did. Capcom spotlights have been pretty good as well. Like since they started doing them, they've been pretty good. They released the Resident Evil Four demo. I'm not touching it. It's too close to release. I'm not playing a demo. Oh yeah, no problem. (laughs) Same as me. I'm just like yeah, not touching it. Yeah, it's coming out next week. I haven't touched any game right now. (laughs) I'm just playing Octopath. (laughs) 
It's good because I didn't get to season. <laughs> I want us to get to it at the same time. I'm still playing Octopath Traveler. 45 hours. Okay, I'll finish it in like four months and then I'll give you the signal. To I might have finished Octopath by then. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you don't think this game has an ending? <laughs> oh, no. Eerie. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm playing it forever. But yeah, no. So yeah, I've been playing Dino Crisis. Sweet. That's my teaser for the week. Sweet. <clears throat> indie game of the week, Amy. I had a lot of fun with this one. So this week's indie game of the week. Because as you all know, we do indie game of the week every week. Where I talk about, or we talk about a cool looking upcoming indie game. And recently we've started, I've started, I'm saying we and I interchangeably. I've started doing a thing where we're doing indie games of the week based on demos that I play every week. <laughs> so... This week's ending game of the week is Amanda the Adventure, and I'll read a little bit of the Steam Store description. Join Amanda and her pal Wooly on a series of adventures as they explore and learn about our wonderful world. With several new play-along, laugh-along, learn-along episodes, there's always fun to be had. Just make sure to do everything Amanda says, or she might get angry. So Amanda the Adventurer is a horror game. <laughs> That's right. I'm throwing that out there right now. The game throws it out there right now. Um, the demo was only about 10 minutes long. Probably not even 10 minutes. Um, and the premise of the game seems to be, like, do you know, like, those old internet creepypastas where it was like the Lost episode of such and such? Or, like, hey, do you remember this TV show we used to watch when we were kids? that people didn't say it didn't exist and it had all this fucked up shit in it. That's basically what Amanda the Adventurer seems to be. Like, you you start off in, like, an attic, and it's, like, got this, like, escape room vibe, where it's, like, there's definitely puzzles everywhere. <laughs> like, there's a clock you can interact with, and, like, a thing you can do, and, like, there's a sick, there's, like, a lock on a, on a chest and a combination lock and stuff. But there's a TV, like an old TV with a tape next to it, and so you pop the videotape in, and it's this episode of Amanda the Adventurer, and it's this, like, kid who's, like, probably, like, eight, ten, I don't know, I don't know anything about children, and, and, and a sheep, and it's, like, a kid's show, and it's like, hey, I'm Amanda, and I'm Wooly, and it's like, today we're going to learn how to bake a pie, and then it's like, what do you need, what, it's like, oh, we need to chop these apples, what do you need to chop the apples, and it's like, it prompts you to type in words, it's like, you need a knife, <laughs> And then this kid's going, that's right, you need a sharp knife. And the sheep's going, I don't think this is very safe, Amanda. Because <laughs> it's a kid unsupervised with a knife. <clears throat> and you can see where the mood's gone and the tone's gone and stuff. And, like, yeah, you start messing around with it. And, like, if you start doing things wrong, it'll be like, oh, we need sugar. Where's, where do we keep sugar? Do we keep it in the refrigerator, in the sink, or in the pantry? And it's like if you start clicking on the wrong things on purpose, like, the kid starts getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> like really angry like this kid's a demon i'm calling it now but uh it starts getting like fucked up and there's lots of like fucked up visuals and stuff like you you make a pie in the room like the that's the puzzle right it's like it goes through steps where it's like set the oven at this temperature and put it in for this long and then you go oh okay and then there's an oven in the in the in the attic and you chuck all the stuff in and you set it to the things and then a videotape is in there and then you put the next videotape in and it's even more disturbing <laughs> than the previous one but very like subtly disturbing that gets more disturbing as time goes on and it's like i'm really interested in this 
It's it's it looks like it's like really fucked up psychological horror, and the fact that the central sort of thing is like a kids show, <laughs> just makes it even better. <laughs> she gets real angry, man. <laughs> I just realized I was muted. That <clears throat> Amanda gets very angry. Willie, I don't like Willie's. Willie's just great because it's just like the whole time he's just interjecting with like it's. Amanda will be like, "Hey, we so we have to turn, we have to preheat the oven to four hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit." And Willie's just like, "I don't think we should be doing this unsupervised." It's like Willie's the straight guy character. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't think this this isn't a good idea. <laughs> There's one part where, you, where where she goes, "What's your favorite pie?" Because Willie's a sheep, and she and she she'll ask you she'll ask you. I guess that yeah. was the generic name. <laughs> she'll ask you like, "What's your favorite What's your favorite kind of pie?" And you can type mutton. <laughs> and Willie's react. Willie has a reaction to that because you're basically saying, "I would eat you <laughs> if I had the chance." It's fun. It's being developed by Mangled More Games, published by Dread XP, and it's coming spring 2023 to PC via Steam. There's a link in the description of the video. You should go check it out. Go wishlist it. Hell, go play the demo. It'll take you less than 10 minutes of your life. It's kind of fun. Looking forward to it. Brilliantness. Yeah. It, it makes me think of it being a good game to stream just because I think it'd be really funny. If you've got a twisted sense of humor and a prone to and a prone to getting scared, and I have both of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary. It's a horror game. <laughs> I'm sure it's like something's coming for you, Moody. I'm sure something's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I saw the like the final picture on it. I was thinking, is that a liquor? <laughs> <sighs> Love those things. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> more of those in my video game life. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Moody. Let's get on with. The second half of the podcast, still titled Table of Contents. I'm never changing it. We need to change it. I'm we never changing it. You figure out a name. It's your part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Moody's time to shine. Well, Moody. I'm changing it right now. <laughs> I'm changing it right now. Moody's time to shine. Well, Moody, it's your time to shine. <laughs> Shine on, you crazy diamond. <laughs> Working title. <laughs> you know how long it takes me to change things. <laughs> Where are um, we going? You know what? You know what? What? What do I know? Let's start the two NFT stories. Let's go in. Let's go all in. I don't care which one you pick. You Two NFT stories. The two we'll NFT do the one that's going to break your heart the least. And then we'll talk about okay. the, the more heartbreaking That's one fair. after. That's we'll fair. let it ramp up through it. Square Enix shows a trailer for Symbiogenesis NFT game. It says it will have 10,000 characters. <laughs> this is from Chris Scullion over at VGC. He writes, Square Enix has released a teaser trailer for Symbiogenesis, as well as more information on the controversial game. I just realized I need to zoom in. I can't read this properly. <laughs> it's it's quite far away like <laughs> from where I'm sitting. I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> Symbion Genesis is the publisher's first attempt to make a game using NFTs and blockchain technology, something that continues to divide players. 
NFTs are unique, non-interchangeable units of data stored on a blockchain, a form of digital ledger, which effectively allow users to buy and sell digital products like in-game items or artwork. According to new information provided by Square Enix, Symbiogenesis is described as, quote, narrative unlocked NFT entertainment, end quote. Hold on. Doing a fake. I did throw up, yeah. Very messy. The company says... Yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> I'll do it when we, we forgot to take a break. I'll do it after. This The company says the game is, quote, a completely new form of NFT-based entertainment where 10,000 collectible artworks meet real game utility, end quote. Square Enix claims that the 10,000 NFT characters that will be made available will have a unique design with various races and professions, along with images that can be used as social media profile pictures. The 10,000 characters will be sold as each chapter of the game is revealed, of which Square Enix says there, was, there will be six. It also says players will, quote, progress through the main story and missions while also unlocking the stories held by the characters, find the items hidden throughout the floating continent, and determine the ending of the story by participating in the world mission where the ultimate choice will be made. End quote. This sounds... Great. <laughs> it sounds like a failure waiting to happen. What's That's your, what it sounds like. What's your player count going to be, Square Enix? What's that? 10,000. Oh, okay. And you thought Guardians Look. of the Galaxy didn't meet expectations. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I'm just gonna say this right now. This is gonna be. This is gonna crash and burn right in their face, just like it has every single time they've tried to do this mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, Square Enix, good luck. Like you're gonna be bought by someone soon if you keep crashing and burn. You just keep on lowering your <laughs> stock price even lower to some for, for people. That's what's gonna happen eventually, and you're gonna have no choice to get the fuck out of here and like, allow someone to take over from you. They've They've explained how the game works, and yet I still don't know how the game works. So it's like, are only 10,000 people going to be able to play this game? Because the idea of NFTs, right, is that they're all unique. So it's going to have 10,000 characters, which seems like a lot for an RPG. Like, I'm struggling to juggle eight in Octopath Traveler. But, so, like, how do you play it? <laughs> like, how, like, say if for some reason I decided to play Symbiogenesis, I'm not buying a fucking NFT. How do I play the game? Do I get to play the game? Like, what characters do I use? Like, am I going to have to, like, rent them from people who bought the NFTs? Is this some kind of Ponzi scheme? I mean, I know it is. It's a, it's a pyramid scheme. It's an NFT. That's what pyramid, That's what they are. But, like, how does it work? <laughs> and just functionally, like, what kind of game is it? Like, how do the characters interact with with the game world to tell a story? Like this is this is even just leaving aside the fundamental flaws that like you're just making a worse version of an RPG <laughs> for on purpose. They don't care. They're doing it for what they think this is gonna be. This they think this is gonna be the thing that's gonna make them more and more rich and more. Well, how much are these NFTs gonna cost to cover the costs of making a video game? No idea. How do you make 10,000 unique characters? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. I also thought there was, some, there was something very funny to, to me, though, what was in the article. Like, a uh, guy, the person who wrote Chris Sutherland, Chris Scoverland, uh, saying that the, the, the NFT is, the, divides the 
get in the game is and all like that. I think that, that, that this is the, this is the people who it divides. It divides the. So this is what the divide. So if you're already rich through buying a TBB by being a Twitch streamer or a content creator or something like that, you've gone all in in you know, gone gone all in on NFTs, thinking you can make even more of a quick book. And the other the the other side, which is the right side, where which you do not support NFTs, those are the other people. That's the other side. That's the divide. The small amount of rich content creators, twats out there, basically, and the rest of the gaming verse. That is the divide. Fuck the rest of the fuck those idiots and everything like that. Like, yo, it's gonna blow up in all their faces and it deserves and they deserve. But this is the thing with NFTs in general. It's just like <clears throat> it's a it's a problem that's looking for a sorry, it's a solution that's looking for a problem. And the problem doesn't exist. It's like, oh, we can make a better we can make an NFT narrative experience. But why though? <laughs> You just make a narrative experience. You're actually really good at it. Octopath Traveler 2 is really good. Final Fantasy 7 Remake is really good. <laughs> like, you've proven you could do this. You, NFT game doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we talked about it, was it last week, when we talked about Dr. Disrespect's game? Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're not making any sense, Square. Blink twice if you're being held hostage. <laughs> Blink. We can help you. We'll get Sony. We'll send them in. <laughs> They're close by, right? Just fucking get Shuhei Yoshida to assemble the Sony SWAT team. Just go. I don't know, man. Like basic questions, <clears throat> right? Like you know when you have a see you see a shit game reveal, uh, probably Jeff Keeley's thing, and you're like, I don't know anything about this game. But then, like, you can go and the developer will explain <laughs> in ways that you can understand how this game works. Yeah. Whereas with an NFT yeah. game, you go you go for the explanation and you get even more confused because you're just like, yeah. this doesn't make sense. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like when, I think it was at Jeff Keighley's place the last year, where one of them was an NFT. One of them was an NFT game. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. It landed right. flat as a fart. It landed flat well, everyone looked and said, it looks interesting, but I don't know what it, it is. Foul. And yeah, then you, and find, you out. find out it's an FT game, and you just go, wah, wah, wah. Keep your NF- yeah, yeah. It's shit. It sucks. And yeah, so it's very next. You want to continue to hurt yourself? You keep on doing that. What's the thing? You can tell because the the only thing we know about Symbiogenesis is ten thousand characters, NFTs, story, setting, premise. Themes? <laughs> no, no, non-existent. Money. You're gonna be a but. Don't worry, guys. You're gonna be able to spend ten thousand dollars on a piece of code <laughs> that someone will steal from you. Yeah. Because that's how NFTs work. Yep. Speaking of NFTs, NFTs sorry, Moody. I'm so fun. sorry, Moody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> The Pokemon company is hiring NFT experts. Fans terrified. This is from Rhiannon Beaven over at The Gamer. He writes, NFTs seem like a dying trend, but the Pokemon company doesn't think so. According to a new job listing, the studio is looking for a corporate-level developer with NFT, Web3, and Metaverse experience, terrifying fans that that were about to get the Pokemon announcement of our nightmares. 
In the job adver advertisement, the Pokemon company makes it clear that it's looking for applicants with, quote, a deep knowledge and understanding of Web3, including blockchain technologies and NFT and or metaverse, end quote. This strongly suggests that the Pokemon company has seen has some kind of plans for a Pokemon NFT metaverse project, despite a pretty negative response to most game companies taking these sorts of ventures so far. Um, I mean, I've got thoughts, but I'm going to let you go first, <laughs> obviously. So I'm, I didn't know about this until, the, until I saw the show notes. Uh -huh. Obviously, I'm not on social in that, so I don't really keep my ear, my ear to the to the internet to the ground as much as i used to yeah to the ground yeah. basically um i'm dazzled this, this is not a surprise one bit it's not a fucking surprise one bit whatsoever as much as i love pokemon and everything like that i guess you can fucking see bulbasaur bulbasaur right here Bulbasaur. Hold on, if I cover it up, no one will know. If I cover it all up, no one will know. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> Bulbasaur. Right there. <laughs> so what you're saying is when they bring out a Bulbasaur NFT. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm know, not doing that. But um, no, it's not a surprise. Like They released two mediocre games last year. Actually, it was one game, but two versions of it in Violet and Scarlet, which was an absolute broken mess. I don't even know if it's still been fixed or anything like that. I haven't even gone back to even have a look yet. Um, but they made millions and millions and millions of dollars of that game, for the, of that game, where even though it was a broken mess. Yeah, it's a surprise. I did see someone say that, actually. It was one of um, one of the tweets that I saw about this, which was... Um... Which was worded something along the lines of like they have the audacity to release a broken Pokemon game and then move on to this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they do because they can do whatever they want. <laughs> they think they can, yeah. There's no doubt about that. And basically, because of how well Violet and Scarlet have sold, and this was before this, this has been in the works for for a while. Let's just be frank here when it comes to this potential NFT thing. Um, Unfortunately, it yeah. makes so much of a twisted kind of sense, right? It's like digital collectibles, a thousand Pokemon. You know, like any idiot can see the potential connection there. You just sit here and hope that the Pokemon company don't try and make that connection. <laughs> but they did. Or they're trying to. Or they're thinking about it. They're going to pay someone to think very hard about it. Yep. Yeah. And that, yeah. And the Pokemon Co it's fine because the Pokemon company is, you know, very well known for taking criticism to heart. Very well. Very well. Very well. Yeah, they know how to take criticism. Very, 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 very. very. Again, I'll say it again. Right. It's it's it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> NFTs don't make any sense. Why does this keep happening? Pokemon's a kids game. I know adults and can do enjoy it, and that's cool. You know what? That that makes it worse though. Yeah, that makes it even more worse. That the Pokemon is more directed aimed at kids and everything mm -hmm. like that. So they're going to release an NF NFTs that are going to target kids. 
essentially. There's no that's... doubt about it. They're going to attack the kids because it's Pokemon in itself. Yeah. So that's one of the arguments as to why Pokemon hasn't evolved very much in the past thirty years. And you see what I did there, because it's essentially target audience is kids. So every new generation, like console generation, not Pokemon generation, is targeted at a new group of kids and also the nostalgia of people who really love Pokemon. So yeah, it is. It is. It is incredibly shady that this kids game not saying that as a pejorative it is now going to be like hey look at these nfts don't you want to buy these nfts and like kids are going to want to buy these nfts Fucking hell, man. yep 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 when did this release did it this week this news came out this week yeah yeah, they obviously haven't hired cool. anyone yet, so I'm gonna state this right now. I guess that we know what uh, Steph Turlin's video is gonna be next week. Hopefully, I'll be very surprised if it isn't. Fingers crossed. Bring it on! I love her. Love them the bits. I think they've been absolutely amazing, and they've been on fire recently shit. as well. They really have that. Like that video about that one game that we don't want to talk about. Top tier. Incredible. In fucking incredible. And I agree what they said at the end. It's arguably one of their best pieces. Mm-hmm. Arguably. It was, yeah. Which is incredible. But, yeah. But uh, this uh, is terrible. Like, the best you can hope for is a U-turn. They won. They're too they strong-headed. It's the, thing I've been, it's the thing I've been thinking about Square Enix when they were like, oh, we're going to get into it, you know, because you've seen companies, so many companies come out and say they're going to do it and then back down you know team 17 did it struggling to think right. of the others because there were so many <laughs> i just remember yeah. team 17 yeah. doing it because that was a big surprise yeah. but um and ubisoft quartz remember ubisoft quartz i don't even think ubisoft wants to remember ubisoft quartz anymore but i i remember everything <laughs> thing is that you know they've got in the background to try again oh they're they will try again like try again. they're watching this because Square Enix and Nintendo, uh, sorry, not Nintendo, Square Enix and the Pokemon Company, I want to make that distinction very clear. Um, Square Enix and the Pokemon Company are fucking really stubborn. And if they can make this stick, Ubisoft will be right back in there <laughs> with their nonsense. Unfortunately, if, if, if Pokemon makes it work, so many other companies are going to follow suit. Pokemon makes it work. I, I think Nintendo will go for it. Yeah, well, they've got a lot. They've got a lot of beloved characters to yeah, yeah. exploit for profit. I think they've kept quiet right now, to my knowledge. Nintendo. I haven't seen Nintendo more. talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we haven't really seen them, but I think it's more of that. This right now being smart enough to thinking this is a, this is a burning trash fire right now. Let's keep out of the way. But if one thing breaks through, and the worst thing is. The fucking Pokemon thing could break through. That's what makes it even more terrifying, really, because it's that popular. People don't. I think people completely forget how popular Pokemon is all the time. Like, all, all the time. time. I've had these conversations is, with people. It is one of the one of the main. It is one of the true transmedias that has truly gone world global, gone global. Video games, comic books, uh, TV show, films, the whole fucking shebang. They've nailed it They've nailed it all and had success in all of them. And them to go for this, that's the most scary thing now I think about even more, is that 
they could fucking succeed. And that's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Because the scams will be so much worse. Because if it succeeds, yeah. it gets adopted by a lot of people. Like, we can all laugh and point and laugh at Ubisoft quotes because, like, no one bought it. So no one really, like, very few people really got scammed. But, like, there's, how many Pokemon are there? <laughs> Almost a thousand. So, yeah, so, like, let's say there's a thousand Pokemon. That's a thousand NFTs right there. It's funny to laugh at crypto bros who, who get their monkeys stolen. But Oh, no, there there is a thousand. There's 1,015. Great. But, like, it'll be less funny to, to laugh at the parents of kids who get scammed. Yeah. And lose their Pokemon. Become addicted, get scammed, lose lose money. That that's there's parents that they don't realize they're using, just like it is with the with a um, fuck <laughs> loot boxes. Loot boxes. <laughs> My brain was like, "What's that thing?" <laughs> loot boxes. And it's good. That's God. That's I can't believe I'm gonna do this. Loot boxes suck. One hundred percent. But at least there's something in a loot box. A loot box has a something. I can't. I can't. I can't believe. I can't believe NFTs have forced me to do this. Loot boxes are literally the worst. You should. You know. You should stick this and put it as a thing. Look, right. This is hard enough as it is. All right. This is causing me physical pain here. But when the when the box explodes and the things come out, the things you can you can use. Use NFTs. <laughs> or a fucking JPEG <laughs> stored on an unsecure server. Okay? It doesn't make sense. You, you could spend a hundred thousand dollars on a Sylveon NFT, right? And if you post that shit on social media, I can right click it and save it to my computer. And now I own it as well. Don't fall for it. It's rich people. Trying to get rich. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's how that hurt us both. Let's have a laugh though. Google. Well the thing about loot boxes is <laughs> No. How dare you, NFTs? How dare you make me go down that route? <clears throat> Google says it's still committed to. <laughs> yes. She could have finished the sun. Google. You want to try this again? Google. Google says it is still committed to games as an industry. This is. This is from Vicky Black over at Eurogamer. He writes. Google is, quote, positioning itself as a go-to tech partner for publishers of live service video games, end quote, by offering its cloud gaming tech to other companies. According to Axios, the tech megacorp is, quote, pitching its cloud program as proof it remains invested in gaming, end quote, despite shuttering its cloud gaming service Stadia back in January. <sighs> Google Cloud's director of games industry solutions, Jack Busser, told Axios, quote, it was at that moment when we basically had to make decisions about Sadia that we realized that at Google Cloud, we are at our best when we're helping other people build this stuff, not necessarily building it ourselves, end quote. 
This includes offering what Axios calls a, quote, three-part Google Cloud bundle, end quote, which includes servers, cloud storage, data management, and, quote, searchable player and game analytics, end quote, which Google thinks will help live service titles manage surges in popularity. Current clients include Ubisoft, because of course it fucking does, Unity, and Niantic. Busser added, quote, Google is absolutely committed to games that are such a big part. Google is absolutely committed to games that are such a big part of our messaging. When we made the decision with Stadia, we were just like, look, we are committed to games as an industry, end quote. Interestingly, though, this bundle does not include cloud streaming itself. <laughs> but later told Axios, quote, we are not offering that streaming option because it's tied to Stadia itself. So unfortunately, when we decided to not move forward with Stadia, that sort of business-to-business -business offering could no longer be offered as well, end quote. <laughs> Google's in games. Very committed. How long is this going to last, do you reckon? <laughs> uh, by the end of the year. About, about as long as your, your average live service game. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <So> eight months. <laughs> That's what makes it so funny. It's just like... Because I read the headline of this a couple of days ago when you posted it in our Discord and said, and all I really saw was, oh, they're going to offer their streaming service. And I thought Stadia. But then I was like, then I remember thinking, like, why? Xbox has their own thing. Sony has their own thing. Nintendo has their own thing. Who needs this? Yeah. And then I actually read the article and it's even funnier. <laughs> because it's like Google, the company known for very quickly killing new projects. <laughs> is going to offer its services to companies who make games that die off really quickly. <laughs> this exactly. Is, this is poetry. <laughs> it is poetry emotion. It really is. And it's just <coughs> really, really... Oh, Google. Oh, Google. Oh, Google. Fuck off. We'll help your live service game out for the, for the six months that it's still alive. It's not funny. <laughs> Games it really isn't. Game closures but, aren't funny, but oh my god, like this is this is this this is funny and it's good. It's a good laugh. They have the infrastructure though. Like that's the thing. They do have good infrastructure. They make you know, they they run YouTube. It's just like at this point Google could shoot someone in front of me and tell me they murdered them and I wouldn't believe them. That's how much I don't trust them anymore. <laughs> we have collapsed the economy. I don't believe you. I don't. I don't trust you. I'm gonna need at least another three opinions on this. <laughs> we started World War Three. Well, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, that's not true because you don't have an AI chatbot. <laughs> we didn't put a man on the moon. Well, fuck. I Fucking hell! Believe you. <laughs> Fucking hell! I guess Google put a man on the moon. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what do you know? Google is committed to games as an industry. Well, wow! It it did like you know like we laugh and we joke. It is an interesting idea, like because I guess yeah you, you know you could rent Google servers for a couple of months when a game launches so that the servers don't completely crash on you because, like, every live service game that ever launches has this problem because you don't want to buy all the servers you need for launch when you're not going to need them in, like, three months' time. Yeah. 
Um, so that's you know, it, it is filled with good ideas. It's just it's Google. <laughs> I can't get past that part. It's fucking Google. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It's Google. As much as we use their product and everything like that, it's still just Google. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> We're literally on the product right now. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's yeah, it's just funny. It's like it's that's all it is. Google's just, Google is the laughing stock out there. And yet Google just keeps on pottering on, doing yeah. their thing. They'll get laughed at again. And they yeah. still just keep pottering on. They're Six months' time when they release their little fucking JPEG on, on social media that says, oh, you know, we're causing Google whatever the fuck this is called. We'll all have another good laugh. Because they did it again. Like, they literally, they, they shut again. down Google Reader this week. So, like, in the week that they're, like... <clears throat> said that they were doing this they literally shut down one of their products <laughs> they're literally the britney spears song oops i did it again <laughs> <laughs> we should just bring that up every time google did it again oops, they, they did it did again it again <laughs> killed another product yeah oops um Sorry. Finally got the Octopath Traveler bossed the amount of my head. <laughs> now it's Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Nintendo says it won't necessarily adopt $70 for future titles after Zelda. This is from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. He writes, Nintendo's Doug Bowser has addressed the company's decision to slap the upcoming Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom with a $70 price tag in the US, saying it's not, quote, necessarily, end quote, a price point it'll apply to all its titles in the future. Nintendo confirmed Tears of the Kingdom would retail for $69.99 in the US, $10 above the price it usually adopts for its big blockbuster titles. At the start of February, uh, at the start of February, leaning some to wonder if this may become the new standard for the company's games. However, in an interview with AP News, head of Nintendo USA Doug Bowser has suggested the company will continue to price its games on a title-by-title basis, while not ruling out the possibility of more $70 releases. Excuse me, in the future. Bowser explained, quote, <laughs> Bowser explained. Bowser explained, quote, We look at what the game has to offer. I think fans will find Tears of the Kingdom is an incredibly full, deeply immersive experience. The price point reflects the type of experience that fans can expect when it comes to playing this particular game. This isn't a price point that we'll necessarily have on all our titles. It's actually a fairly common pricing model, either here or in Europe or other parts of the world, where the pricing may vary depending on the game itself. End quote. <clears throat> I'm never going to oh, get over the fact that he's called Nintendo. Bowser. <laughs> That's true. I'm just going to say this, I don't give a fuck. $70 is extortion. £70 is extortion for yeah. a real game. I don't give a fuck what your opinions are whatsoever when it comes to this thing. Uh, I don't care how immersive the Tears of the Kingdom, the next Zelda King game that comes out, is. I really, really don't give a flying who. You sh- you're, you're just, you are following the trend of what all the other companies are doing right now. And I do not, do not believe you that when it comes to the big, the true, the big IPs that you'll bring out, the next Mario, the Mar- next Mario Kart, the next Mario big open world, whatever 3D game it is, the next... Um, What's that game that Pokemon. came out in 
Pokemon. Pokemon. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. It's seventy dollars. It's going to be. That's what you're going to do. You do you, games that aren't technically yours that are the, that you may be helping put on the your product and everything like that. That may be fine. But when it comes to your massive ones, you're going to do that, and it's just going to be disgusting. It's going to be deplorable. Even sixty dollars is too much for fuck's sake. It should be lower than fifty fucking quid at the minimum right now, and it should be really be even lower than that. And you just you, the little bollocks of saying of. Hey, your games become more expensive. You're the ones who are making them more expensive. Not us, not the fit gamers or anything like that. It's you. Stop being a lazy twat. Stop following the trend of what Sony are doing and what EA are doing and Microsoft are doing and all the other fucking idiots are doing. Don't do this. It's disgusting. And I don't give a flying hoot what you're saying, Bowser. Bowser? Honestly, man. Okay, Mr. Bowser. Okay. <laughs> Just because you put a tie on Bowser, we shall know who you are, <laughs> aren't you? Um, Nintendo Nintendo has this thing where it's like their games are cheaper, or like traditionally their games have been cheaper than new releases on PlayStation and Xbox, but then they never drop the, but they rarely drop the price, and when they do drop the price, it's like four quid. <laughs> like Does that as well? Big yeah. sale on Mario. It's four pound cheaper. Great. So like. I, you know, I've raged against the £70, $70 price since the first game that came out did it. Um, I raged against it even more in Nintendo's case because we know this game isn't going to drop in price anytime soon. And that fucking sucks because, like, I was explaining to Phil when he was playing The Last of Us. I said, look, like, because eventually, if you do enjoy it, you're going to want to play Part 2. And I even, I even remember saying to him, luckily, Part 2 is even at full price is like £25 on the PlayStation Store. It's not quote-unquote full price anymore. And like that, that is the one thing. It's like if you can have patience, like you'll be able to pick up most games <clears throat> cheaper than you would at launch for 70 quid. But I don't know if that's going to be true for Tears of the Kingdom because that's not how Nintendo's pricing model works. Exactly. The only thing I'll give them credit for is when they... Because they did this with Breath of the Wild, where most games were 50 quid. And when Breath of the Wild came out, it was 60 quid. And they, the only other game that was 60 quid at launch on the Switch was Smash Brothers. So when... So the big when Bowser, yeah, so so yeah, like Animal Crossing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, everything else, all the Pokemon's didn't raise price as well. So when Bowser says, so when Doug Bowser says, we might not put this on all our games, I could kind of give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because Nintendo have done that historically, but the fact that they're raising the price of Tears of the Kingdom to seventy pounds is just ridiculous in and of itself. Like, I'm yeah, sure it's going to be an amazing game. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing game that loads of people are going to love. Hell, I'm probably going to love it. I'm not buying it. I'm going to rent it. But like, like if I couldn't, if I couldn't rent it, Moody, I couldn't buy it. I can't spend seventy pound on a video game. That's nuts. <laughs> Um, no, you're not wrong there. Like it's it is it is absolutely bonkers when it comes to the prices right now. Like I like 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 what annoyed me like with Dead Space and I think the remake. Like I loved that game. I thought it was a fabulous remake and everything. But when I found out that it was fifty pound on Steam, 
I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I saw that I happen in live. Quid, I said, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I spent 20 quid extra for what? For absolutely what? Nothing. Absolute fucking nothing. Trophies. That, that's just, it's just disgusting. I mean, you can get trophies on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> but they called achievements on Steam. It's different. You don't get the. You don't get the platinum, which you weren't going to get anyway. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my platinum days have got behind me. Jesus. I used to go for it, but not anymore. No, yeah, it's. Everyone who says that freaking the video games have got more expensive, it's the companies who are making the decisions to make it more expensive. If they properly put their heads together, they could probably really do make it simpler for themselves, and they don't. Yeah. They don't. And, and it's pathetic. And then when you throw into it, when you bring and you bring into the CEOs and the marketing people and everything like that, yes, I appreciate you have to sell this game and everything like that, but sure. you don't have to freaking. You don't, you don't have, have to, to make it extortion. You don't have to make it extortionary oh. price. You do not. You don't. Because. Fans, the capitalism fans and the Nintendo fans will all be out there very quick to remind us well, video game development's gotten more expensive. And to which I will always counter how much money did Nintendo make last year? Oh, sorry, are they losing money? Because exactly. if, I mean, if they're losing money, then hey, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Are they though? Because I'm gonna, without looking at their financials. And having the memory of a goldfish with a concussion, I'm gonna go with. That's an interesting analogy. <laughs> they made, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with they. They probably made a profit. They're probably making a profit right now. I don't know why I'm doing the exaggerated facial expressions to go along with my concussion. You got Keith in the back of your mind. <laughs> no, it's not allegedly. <laughs> like it's I'm, they 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 most likely are making money right now. Like profit, yeah. not money. Yeah, yeah, profit. Yeah. Well done. So, like, you don't need to do this. EA didn't need to do it. Sony didn't need to do it. Ubisoft, Microsoft, everybody. They didn't need to do it. They did it because they could. And in a few years, when they cry poverty again and they raise the price to $80, they still don't need to do it. And I'm sick of hearing all of the, the counter-arguments. Oh, well, actually, video games have been getting cheaper if you adjust them for inflation. Right, but my wage hasn't been adjusted for inflation. <laughs> so, uh, awkward. <laughs> Stop going to bat. Why do people feel the insistent need to go to bat for corporations? <laughs> I don't understand it. Half the time it's content creators, and I think it's because they want to hopefully work with them one day. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Well, I want to work for some of these companies one day, too. It's not going to shut me up, though. <laughs> I don't think anything well, I think could shut me up. People, I, I think people think they need to do that, though. That's the thing about I they think Because they'll think, they'll look into my channel and go all of this. No, they won't. <laughs> I, I can literally tell you this right now. I worked at one of those companies. They do not give a fuck about you. At all. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean, that's how this whole thing works. That's how this you, whole fucking show works. <laughs> yeah, you are free expense. You're free expense to them. Nothing more. Yeah. Nothing else. That's it. It's free marketing. Yeah, you are free marketing. Nothing more. Nothing the, else. And that's wait, how they treat you. I mean, they, they might pay you in a game code, some merch. But like, yeah, it's just part of the marketing strategy. 
We should really talk about that one. That whole like how marketing actually works in video games one day. Be interesting. We need to bring someone on for that. <sighs> Their marketing skills. I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I know a few things because I know people, but yeah, like I don't know everything. It's just the things that I know are just like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> in a horrible, horrible way. <laughs> yeah. The things I know is literally just from like people I've spoken to when I was when working at Sony or who I've spoken to have worked at like where I'm at working yeah. now and where people have, who work at, have worked at other games. Like uh, I've got a person who used to work at TT Games. Holy shit, that's a shit fire on. That's a shit fire. And it's it's a I mean, hit, uh, it's terrible to hear about that and everything like that. And oh yeah, and like it's just like people we do, No the big no, no. double the big triple A companies don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. The ones who give a fuck about you are the indie games. Funny enough though, all the double the double double the the, the, the double A studios. Um they're the ones who give a fuck about fuck about you. The difference is you don't give a fuck about them. That's the thing about it, which is a disgrace and is an insult. Yeah. The amount of people you see freaking throwing out freaking top tens at the end of the year thinking, oh, it's just AAA games. Oh, there was nothing to play this year. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you're a fucking moron and you fucking deserve to be called a fucking moron. I'm in a fiery mood today. You are in a fiery mood tonight. It's interesting. But no, so like... It must have because I've had a shower. (laughs) Did you have some salted caramel ice cream before the podcast? No, I swear I didn't. Oh, okay. Maybe it's because I'm hungry. Maybe it's because I'm hungry. I'm like, like yeah. yeah, okay. But no, so so like this happened on International Women's Day, um, which was like a, a conversation I had with a friend who works in the games industry. Um, and like just to go back to your point about these corporations don't care about you, like you, the people, because of course they don't. They barely care about the people who fucking work for them. <laughs> like... You just talked about, you know, TT games. It's just like, Moody, the tea I could spill on some of these companies just from knowing people who work at them is insane. <laughs> like... You think Jim Ryan gave a fuck when he sent that email to everybody in Sony? <laughs> like, you think he gave a fuck? He yeah. did not give a fuck. You think it's just the companies that you don't like that are shit? No, it's most of them. I guarantee you it's most of them. Yeah. But these aren't our stories to tell. Yeah, I've stated on many occasions, and I'll state this to the day I die and everything like that. Where I worked at Sony in Liverpool was fantastic for me. It's done incredible. The people I worked with and the people I learned from was incredible. And I'll always shout them out and everything like that. And I'll always shout out the games that Sony do when it comes to exclusives. They've... For the most part, I've when I've played them and they've always hit for me. I've always done a great. They've already put out great quality for me, and I've enjoyed it. But when it comes to being a company and everything like that, they do not give a fuck about you, and it's just like. Yeah. But it's the same. Nintendo, Microsoft. The whole yeah, I was about to say, what were we talking about again? <laughs> yeah, we were about oh, we were talking about Tears of the Kingdom being seventy dollars. This went off. Yeah. This went off on one. yeah. Uh, we'll finish on one more story. Okay, doggy. Uh, let's let's do one. Oh, fuck, there's two nice ones there. We right, could we'll do the two. We'll do two nice. ones. I was gonna say. Okay. We'll do the two nice ones. We'll forget about the fucking Microsoft. I was gonna say we can do two or one. Really, if you want to we'll end do, it that way. Let's go. Let's let's continue with PlayStation and go to the PlayStation man himself. That was the one I clicked on. Shuhei Yoshida is to be honoured with the BAFTA Fellowship. This is from Chris Scullion over at VGC. Who writes, Sony executive Shuhei Yoshida is 
to be honoured with the prestigious BAFTA Fellowship, the award which is the highest accolade that can be bestowed by the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, will be given to Yoshida at the BAFTA Game Awards on March 30th. Yoshida joined the PlayStation project in 1993, a year before the, le- the release of the original console. He went on to become the president of Sony Computer Entertainment, now known as Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios, or SIE. Yoshida current currently serves as head of SIE's independent developer initiative, where his role is to look after and nurture external smaller independent studios. The BAFTA Fellowship is given to those who accomplish, quote, outstanding achievements in the art forms of the moving image, end quote. The first recipient was Alfred Hitchcock, who was given the honour in 1971. Other recipients have included Charlie Chaplin, David Attenborough, Steven Spielberg, Stanley Kubrick and Martin Scorsese. In 2007, the fellowship was given to a member of the games industry for the first time, with SimCity and the Sims creator Will Wright receiving the accolade. Since then, other video game recipients have included Shigeru Miyamoto, the first Asian citizen to receive the award, Hideo Kojima, Nolan Bushnell, Peter Molyneux, Gabe Newell, David Braben, John Carmack, Tim Schafer, Siobhan Reddy, and Rockstar Games as a whole. They gave it to Peter Molyneux. Well, you know... <laughs> Talk's a good game. <laughs> he never shuts up, really. I um, remember Fable 2. Oh, everybody was hyped <laughs> for Fable 2. The things that video game was going to do. And then it was just... It was a pretty good RPG. <laughs> it's like... And, and it's weird to think that that's like... That's like a step down. It's like it's a pretty good RPG. That's usually a good thing. But Fable 2 promised the world. <laughs> good. Um, I miss you. I do miss I you. Say this. I miss you. You don't see him anymore. You don't. Which is a shame. Uh, and he's a guy who does. He deserves this award. And I think I know we were just both of us. We were just going on tangents of the companies and everything like that. But there are like there are people in the higher ups who do 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 come across, should I say, as genuine yeah. people who just want to make good video games and look after video games and everything. And Shuhei Shuhei Yoshida is what does seem to be one of those. And he deserves this. He deserves this award. So congratulations to to you, Shu. Mm-hmm. Um, you deserve it, sir. You do. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. It's cool. It's interesting. It's not in- interesting. Why did I say interesting? I mean, it is, yeah. but I don't know. Words are coming out of my mouth, and I'm not in hundred percent in control of them. So let's not let's not do any stories where Amy can get in illegal trouble. <laughs> but uh, but Shu Yishida, yeah, you know, he seems like a cool guy. Like he's always got he's got that sort of like friendly grand grandpa vibe to him yeah he always came across like that he always did um it was funny my friend got to ask him a question so you remember when he was at egx for a playstation anniversary um i had an appointment so i couldn't go to that but my friend did and my friend got to ask him a question um in the q a section because <clears throat> he queued up for the microphone and stuff, and his question was like, "What's your favorite non-PlayStation console?" Um, and I believe he said it was the Wii or the Wii U. It was one of the two Nintendo consoles because he got to play games with his kids and grandkids. And sounds like the Wii. And and that Wii, clip though. ended up on tons of video game news sites. <laughs> so I was like, my mate, my mate. <laughs> it was all on was all over like sites. IGN and fucking GameSpot and shit and it was pretty cool but uh, it was a cool answer like I really liked his answer um, 
and yeah, he just he seems like a really nice guy. I'm just I'm just annoyed I never got to meet him when he came over. But yeah, he's doing cool stuff right now. He's helping get indies on the PlayStation. I'm sure Cheer was part like which is coming to PlayStation next week was probably at least partially, you know, helped along by him. I couldn't think of any more high profile indie games in the future that PlayStation specific, even though I posted a link for one in our Discord yesterday. (laughs) And I can't remember the name of it. Fucking goldfish with a concussion. (laughs) Yes. No, it was in general gaming chat. I don't know. I'm still getting used to the new channels. It was a news thing. Meet your maker. It's coming out and play at PS Plus next month. I have PS Plus again. I got a four cheer. When's that out again? Uh, it's down. It's coming up. We'll get to it. It's in the in the show notes somewhere. Should we do the final news story? Yeah, do the final news story. Yes. One. Big game. UK Game Studios tackle 24-hour football match for special effect. This is from Christina McGrath, who is the head of community and communications at Rare, who is writing on Xbox Wire, which is essentially Xbox's blog, uh, who wrote, Building on the rip-roaring success of 2021's Xbox Game Studios Derby, which saw Rare face off against Playground Games, 2023 is supersizing the soccer-based shenanigans in the name of special effect. This year, 24 teams from across UK game development studios will descend upon St. George's Park in the heart of England on Wednesday, April 26, and play around-the-clock football to raise money for charity. The ambitious event has grown in size significantly since the heady days of 2020, when the first footballing face-off was a FIFA match between Rare and Playground. That graduated into a real-life football match in 2021, and has now evolved into a multi-studio, many-hour effort with all proceeds going to gaming charity special effect. We know what you're thinking. How does this work? How tired will our legs get? Who will score the worldies this year? Will it be available for your viewing entertainment? Well, don't worry. We've got all the crucial information for you right here. From 6pm UTC on Wednesday, April 26, two of the 24 teams will kick the game off. All 24 teams taking part, including squads from Rare, Playground, EA and Sumo, to name a few, will be assigned a team colour, red or blue. Each team's stint on the pitch will last the full 90 minutes with all teams representing either the red or blue side. Every goal scored by each team will contribute to an epic battle between red and blue with the final whistle and scoreline being settled at 6pm UTC on Thursday, April 27th. You don't have to take our word that it's happening though, you'll be able to tune into the match in all its glory on Xbox's Twitch channel. And then some more stuff. Gav Murphy from our, um, is going to be the lead commentator and we'll be joined by a few other familiar faces for commentary duties because I doubt Gav Murphy can commentate on football for 24 hours straight. <laughs> Hell of an achievement if he could though. This is fun. This is fun, yeah. When it comes to like uh, helping people and raising money for charity and everything like that, especially one an incredible one like special effects, you can't ask for much more. This is a great thing where developers are coming together, working together, and doing doing great things and everything. And that's what you want to see. That's what you want to hear and everything like that. Uh, Playground Rare, great studios. 
Yes, I know. Order under the banner of Microsoft, but again, we were just bitching about corporate corporations. Right. Yeah. Okay. But we've always, as we've always said, there's a difference between the company and the people who work the company. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I'm just saying. I'm just giving us Um, the shorthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, we're coming together, doing all these things, and that's what you want to hear at the end of the day. Uh, Fantastic. Brings money for a great, great great cause. Can't so much more. I watch. I might watch it. Am I going to end up watching football for 24 hours? I think it'll be a lot of fun. I doubt it. I doubt it. You want to bet? Bet. <laughs> you only do it because you bet me. <laughs> I do it regardless. Spite. <laughs> I mean, spite is a powerful motivator in my life, right? But <laughs> I'd probably do it regardless. Um, It sounds like a fun thing. And it, like, you know, I love seeing gaming companies and the weird stuff they do to raise money for charity. I love the fact that they raise money for charity. It's just good. Special Effects are cool charity. If you don't know or have never heard of Special Effects, we've we've raised some money for charity from them in the past. Um, they make custom controllers for disabled people and disabled kids to be able to experience video games. You a lot of cool shit. I played some of, on some of their stuff at um, EDGX once. I played Mario Kart with my chin. That was fun. Interesting. Yeah, the big buttons to like accelerate and brake and stuff, and and it had like a little chin controller, and you like try to steer with my chin. Not easy. And then uh, I played FIFA with my eyes <laughs> with eye tracking technology. Um, so I was taking like penalty kicks, and it was like you know looking and blinking. Um, it's cool stuff, man. Just allows people, more people, to to be able to play video games. <clears throat> that was where I used an Xbox adaptive controller as well, and I realized it was way bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> it's, it's big. It's a big boy. <laughs> but yeah, this is cool. This is cool. We need That's to do some really charity nice. stuff soon. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be best. Maybe when you're down. We'll Maybe. We'll probably talk about it, though. We'll yeah. Have, we'll have a proper talk. Uh, see what we can I've do. still got your special effect t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know. Sorry. If anybody listening doesn't know the, the epic story of when we were going to play Halo for, for an entire weekend for special effect and then COVID happened and special effect sent us t-shirts, which I never got distributed because <laughs> of COVID. It's still there. It's in my, it's in my wardrobe. <laughs> Um, but anyway, sorry. Tangent. Shall we, shall we move on? Yeah, it's time for Games Out next week. The highlights. The highlights. Some cool games out next week. I put three in here. Um, I think three cool games. Cheer is coming out on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC on March 21st. If you have PS Plus Extra or above, uh, you'll be able to download the game. For free because it's being launched in PS Plus Extra. (laughs) If you have PS Plus, it's free. (laughs) I don't do I don't go around going, yeah, it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've already paid for PS Plus, the game comes with it. It's free. Had this argument with Fixer. Our friend friend, friend got got me got me in the head about that. I had this argument with Fixer at least every fortnight. Right, yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> and I stand by the wording that I use, which isn't that these are your free games. These are, if you have the thing, 
These are free. Don't make me bring back a fucking six-year-old argument I used to have. <laughs> Trust, me on that. Trust me on that. I think people just overthink it after time anyway. So <laughs> a lot of people, and I mean, hey, you know what? Maybe it's I, maybe it's I, maybe it's I shouldn't say this, but a lot of people overthink a lot of things that they shouldn't think. Overthink video games. <laughs> she says. You and me. She Don't says, working on hour-long videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, yes, next so game. yes, that game, Have a Nice Death, is coming out uh, of early access on March 22nd on Switch and PC. And the big one, Resident Evil 4 Remake, is coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, and PC on March 24th. Three cool-looking games. Um, I need to get. I need to really get a move on with Octopath Traveler. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh no! And I, and I, I need to at least finish season. <laughs> season, not not Ishin. <laughs> I mean, start enough. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> well, yeah, you. I'll play Ishin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. When I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's what our charity live stream is going to be. It's not going to be us like playing fun multiplayer games, or us, um, or us like you know like going back and forth. It's literally just going to be a marathon of me standing behind you, making you play through your backlog. Like, no, Moody, you're not taking a break. You will finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm finished. All right, now now we're done. All right, the other one. Now, all right, <laughs> now fi- fire up the Xbox. We've got the next game for you. <laughs> I need to pee. That's what the ball I gave you was for. <laughs> but I've already filled it. That sounds, it. that sounds like a you problem. I'm not touching that ball. It's got your pee in it. <laughs> what are we supposed to be talking about? A, can I have a bucket? <laughs> what are we supposed, be ta- supposed to be talking about games? <laughs> what are, What's happening tonight? Um... I mean, I'm gonna, I'm hopefully gonna be streaming Resident Evil. Like, I've, I've got the plans. I just need the game. <coughs> Excuse me. I just need the game. Basically, I'm not jinxing anything by saying, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the game." Blah, 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 blah. You know, we've been down this road with Boomerang before. Um, <laughs> my plan is to stream the game next weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely in for that. If I can get Octopath Two finished by Tuesday. I'll jump into cheer as well because I'm really excited for cheer. Like it's yeah. getting, I think it's getting overlooked in the conversation a little bit just because of its proximity to Resident Evil Four. But like I've been really excited for this game since we first saw it, whenever that was. Two different games. You can be a bird That's and the thing about turn it. play you y- ukulele. In. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like I, I asked this uh, to uh, to someone at work, like obviously as everyone knows. One of our games is coming out at the end of March. Not the end of March, of end of April. Bramble, the Mountain King. Not another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, end of April. The day after that releases, the Star Wars releases. <laughs> 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 uh, all of us, obviously, in our team, literally, it did ask the question because we all, we had a meeting. Uh, we were all having a meeting that day anyway, and we were like asking to say, "All right, should we be worried by this and everything?" And ultimately, we all came to the decision to do. Well, they ultimately we came to the decision. Ultimately, the thing came. To, people just said, "With two different games, it should be okay." At the end of the day, ultimately, um, Moody slammed his fist down on the desk, stood up, and gave a very impassioned speech about how there's not that much crossover between Bramble and Star Wars. <laughs> 
that's what it came to at the end of the day. Not me saying that, but uh, that's what was the ultimate talk. Was just like, shouldn't be really that much crossover. Um, people who are going to be obviously the post. You know, I mean, there will be both. crossover because, like, I mean, you're looking at some crossover right here because I'm I'm interested in both games, so there will be a little bit of crossover. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, Bramble is not as long as Star Wars, so maybe I'll just get that in there while Star Wars is it's downloading. <laughs> I can confirm that. With my internet, I might be able to finish <laughs> Bramble before Star Wars is finished installing. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> it's Open Critic Head to Head. It is. It's time for Open Critic Head to Head, and I need to open Open Critic because this one's pretty close. 79. It's been dropping all week. This is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the open critic average of upcoming games. <clears throat> Whoever guesses closest to the score gets a point, and if you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the open critic average of Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and The Lost Demon. I guessed it would get a 76, and Moody guessed it would get a 78. And at the time of recording, Bayonetta Origins etc has an open critic average of 79 which gives moody the point and puts the scores at 84 moody five with one draw you know the fuck is dropping tomorrow to oh 100 <laughs> i am gonna wake up tomorrow to a message from you at 4 a.m because that's what time you get out Dreaming. of bed going <laughs> god damn it it's 78 <laughs> yeah yeah probably yeah yeah yeah, that's just how it works. It's happened in P as works. well. You just gotta you just oh, gotta yeah. roll with the fucking roll, roll with the fucking with punches. The punches. Um but yeah, no. Like it's it's interesting how we were both extremely unsure of the scores that we guessed last week. And we were well, both we were pretty, pretty close. close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were both pretty close. Maybe we're alright at this whole video game industry observation thing. No. <laughs> nah, we suck at it. We we're just talking it. about peeing in bottles. What the fuck do we know about video games? <laughs> yeah. We talked about Nintendo raising prices and we went on a talking about mental. corporations in general. <laughs> something, something, capitalism bad. I need yeah. to get that t shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair, right? Like, yeah, that's fair. I'll just point at it. <laughs> you'll just be like, <laughs> right now it's a grunt it's a grunt having a birthday party <laughs> nice yeah very specific halo reference um do we want to do a fantasy critic check-in yeah why not yeah why not we haven't done one but don't we have to pick uh scores oh shit what the fuck <laughs> how long have we been doing this <laughs> two years three years <laughs> This week we're guessing the open critic average of two upcoming games. Um, the first one is Cheer. Where are you going, Amy? I don't like doing this with indie games, Moody, and you know why. <laughs> I am forever, I'm forever let down by indie game critique. That's true. <laughs> um, I have seen some people who have previewed Cheer in the past few weeks. Um. So this isn't just from, like, I'm going to score it quite high. And this isn't just from my own personal hype levels. I've seen people talk about how much they've been enjoying it. Um, 
So I'm going to go pretty high. Definitely higher than I did with Bayonetta anyway. Um, and I mean, both of the games that we're getting open critic averages for are in my fantasy critic team. <laughs> exactly. So I got yeah. a vested interest in these coming off for me. <laughs> it's interesting um, that you didn't pick the one that's in my uh one to do this week <laughs> well we had a double header with two games you could have done like... one of yours and one of mine <laughs> yeah sure cheer and uh have a nice have a nice desk been in early access i think it does it have a score no there's no score because i know i went to bid for Baldur's gate three and it's like it already has a score and i'm like of course it fucking does <laughs> well i picked it when we obviously picked stuff mm. and uh where am i uh, but anyway, no, it doesn't have yeah. a it doesn't have a score yet. No. Chia. 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 Eight. Oops, shit. That's Stop an I. Eighty-five. I'll beat about whatever I want to beat about. I'm guessing eighty-five. Fascinating. Fascinating. Split the difference between eight and nine. Eight. Well, I say I've seen a lot of positive coverage. Um. I'm gonna go off the thing of what you said. That's why I'm, but, that's why um, I'm gone yeah. low cause indie game will develop, will people play it? Not play it. Will reviewers review it? I Does it have because it's got it has got the PlayStation backing behind it? It'll have the reviews um, for sure. Like mm-hmm. people will review it. Yeah, that's why I bid for it on Fantasy Critic because I was like, it's PlayStation and people gonna review it. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah, it's like how many people can I kill in this game? And like that seems to be that seems to be a, a sticking point for some some reviewers I've noticed on Open Critic seems to be like the less the less violence you can do. <laughs> the Game more con. Just go to 83 please. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good job I'm I'm nice like that. Anyway, we're also going to try and guess the open critic average of Resident Evil 4 Remake, which I personally believe is even even bigger of a crapshoot. <laughs> One of the greatest games of all time, the original. Sure, I agree. Are they changing a hell of a lot? Yes. <laughs> Seems like it, yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> is that a potential recipe for disaster? Could be. <laughs> Is nostalgia going to outweigh any of the cons? Almost certainly. Because that's how this works. I got a whole video nostalgia in me. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. I've got a whole video in me about reviews and like the pressure, the time pressure. And then like this is why games get critical reappraisal later on. Like everybody loved Bioshock Infinite when it came out. But then we started like, replaying that game and looking at that game again and going, actually, there was some pretty fucked up stuff in this game. <laughs> um, so, Resident Evil 4 Remake, which also had some pretty fucked up stuff in it. Uh, we talked about last week. I'm going to guess. Never fails. 88. <laughs> This could be anywhere. I, I I genuinely feel like there's so many different ways this could go down, and I don't think it's gonna go down like into the seventies. But like this could go all the way up to like high nineties. <laughs> it it really could just depend on what it lands on. Does is this Resident Evil Two? 
Which that's or is the 90s? Yeah. Or is this Resident Evil 3, which is high 70s? Yeah. Gonna be cheeky here, 87. Of course you are. What are you buying? Actually, I should have gone lower because they've removed that voice line from the game. What are you buying? That's like half the reason oh, Resident Evil 4 is iconic. <laughs> yeah, I was reading about it somewhere I on the internet. I didn't hear that. Stranger, stranger. <laughs> Doing a fantasy critic thing. Yeah, I'm looking at my fantasy All right, cool. I got to get my phone because I accidentally knocked it on the floor behind my bed. If anyone was watching <laughs> the video version of the podcast and saw me suddenly go... Like that about 10 minutes ago. It's because I just flipped my phone off my bed. <laughs> Excuse me a moment. Excuse <laughs> you a moment indeed. Oh, it's so dark. There it is. Continue. <laughs> I saved it. I saved it. That's why I did. I saved it. Fantasy critic check-in. So, you know, this is the thing. A bunch of us, six of us are in a league together. And it's basically uh, like fantasy football, but with video games. And Moody wants to do... I'm guessing the reason Moody wants to do an update is because currently he's in the lead. No, honestly, that's not it whatsoever. That is the um, wrong one. <laughs> what, did you go to the one you won last time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize I had that many points this early. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm miles yeah, ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yes, I am. Ale- I am ahead at the head at this moment in time. There's no doubt about it. Uh, right now, right now is really only just two people playing. Right now, that's you, me, you, me, or three. You, me, and um, Vitz. Vitz is practically almost full up on games right now. This is true. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Russ is always playing. We always say that Russ isn't playing, but then he just comes out of nowhere with random pulls. Like yeah, he just he got Dredge. The- Dredge, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, he to be fair, you know what? Decent shout. I wasn't thinking yeah. about that, but that's a good shout. Yeah. Like, Vitz has gone, like, all in on some things, like the easy piece, thinking the 3D Mario platformer or a 2D Mario platformer. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, he's, he's picked unannounced 3D Mario platformer and unannounced 2D Mario platformer. My biggest decision that I've been I've been thinking of for the last couple of weeks is which one of those am i gonna counter pick because <laughs> definitely one of them i don't think either of them are gonna come out yeah um, so that's an easy zero game. yeah he took a game from me that i put for the last case of ben and the fox oh yeah i keep forgetting about that yeah. game yeah yeah like everyone went in apart from you i think uh went in all in on wild hearts i Even did not I did, touch I wild hearts i i was yeah. shocked I was shocked when I went into the league history to be like, oh, like, wonder what happened. And literally everyone except me bid on Wild Hearts. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> okay. Right now, yeah. Well, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't planning on getting so many games in the, in the opening weeks. But what happened was, like, everybody went for fucking indie games off of my... Off yeah, of my wish list. Se- and I was I like, I went for Season, you got it. I went for Planet of Lana, you got it. I think I even went for Titcher, you got it. I went with slow, but I won't lie, I went low bids on them. Uh, just thinking, oh, I'll go for them. Chia, I'd I already bid them. on. I don't get them. Chia, I remember, I was surprised somebody else had bid on it because I. But yeah, Planet of Lana and Season, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell fucking no. Um, 
It was the same with every game. Every game I've bought, apart from Chia, has been in response to somebody else bidding on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I was very surprised on two games that I got. I was very surprised that I got Mortal Kombat 12 and Tekken 8 because I think they are going to come out this year. I, I think this year is going to be a massive fighting think, game year with Street Fighter 6. I think Street Fighter well. 6 is going to blow up. I think Tekken 8 is going to get delayed and Mortal Kombat 12 is probably going to get written off for tax reasons. So. In all seriousness... Than the, than <laughs> in all seriousness... Um, I don't know. Like... Like, because you bid on it so early, right? Like, and I was just yeah, like, yeah. I'm not putting money down for Mortal Kombat 12 because I'm really not confident in it coming out this year. Like, it was announced in a fucking earnings call. Just, oh, Mortal Kombat. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, hang on. Excuse me? <laughs> no, no, that's fair. I know I just have a feeling they're going to come for it, come, come this year. The one I've gone for, all I went in for, I thought, you know what? Let's take a punt. Lamp I went for Persona 6. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Because <laughs> yeah. I no. looked at the time given, so I was looking. So when did Persona 5 came out? It was like five years ago now. It was. Um, okay, it was in 2017. Okay. and But it was like, it was announced fucking years before that. It was supposed to come out in yeah. 2015, and then 2016, and then 2017. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to do the same thing they did with all the other Persona games, even 5, where it's like they brought it out in Japan first. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. even did that oh, with yeah, no, no, no. they even did that yeah, with but strikers. It will get a score though. It will get a score from the Japan one. Potentially, they, Persona Five. I'm pretty sure it did have a, a, a score. Potentially, it depends how many outlets review it. Because I know outlets reviewed the Japanese version of the game. Yeah, the Persona Five. Yeah. Yeah, which did not help by anticipation and hype levels, which were yeah, already through the roof. The they all like and they were all 10. like, "This is the best thing that's ever happened." <laughs> It's the best thing since sliced bread, guys. Complete. <laughs> Fucking Keith bought a PlayStation Four just for Persona Five, and he really only did that off. And it was only because of me telling him it existed <laughs> that uh, that got him hyped for it. And then he like obviously yeah. did the reading and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, games that I've picked up, they're all. I mean, two of them have come out the season, and Company of Heroes Three. One of them is about to come out. T- cheer. Uh, Planet of Lana is due sometime soon. It's supposed to be relatively soonish. Um, that's what they say. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about it. Like we've yeah. all got four drops. I don't use any yet. <laughs> I used one, so I got three. Drops. Yeah, you 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 went um, Wolf Among Us. Yeah, I was I counterpicked that, and then they were like, we delayed it, and I was like, great, because <laughs> like. The counterpick bid hadn't gone through yet, so I was like, well, fucking brilliant. So it didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I looked at when you got Persona 6, I was, I almost just went, I'm going to counterpick that. And it's like that thing of just like, but if there's even a chance this comes yeah. out, it's like, Hold I on, am man, fucking, <laughs> I am going to get destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a chance I'll probably drop Persona 6, but I'll hold on to it for it's, now. It's the same with... Thought, you know what? I didn't cost, didn't cost me much. I think I put like Yeah, four. I don't think anyone was going for that. It's like it's yeah, the same so. thing with like Dragon Age, and it's the same thing with like unannounced Mario platformers. It's like, you know, I am 99.9% sure none of those games are going to come out in 2023, but if that 0.1% chance 1%, comes off, yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. <laughs> The other ones I picked up was Dark and Darker. So this is a game, apparently his demo blew up like crazy. It did, I saw it going around Twitch and stuff. I never watched yeah. any of it, but... Yeah, 
And like some of our colleagues played it, and they said apparently it is absolutely amazing. And I was just that's like, awesome. All right, all right, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, why not? Cheeky, cheeky. System Shock. I thought, why not? Nostalgia might get some points here for myself. It's an extremely good Even game. It's just been delayed a month or two months. Yeah, but like me. The thing about yeah. System Shock is it's an immersive sim. Like immersive sims aren't very popular, but they usually review really well because they're like fucking the game design in them. Because you know, their immersive sims is like through the roof. Like there's a reason people talk about it. People still talk about Deus Ex <laughs> mm. 23 years later. Um, is still an amazing game that that causes people to still want to talk about it so much. And System Shock's in that vein. Like, if they can pull off a remake of System Shock, it's going to review well. It just is. It was on my wish list, and when I saw a bid for it, I was like, in two minds about it. I should, probably should have gone for it. Um, Russ has also picked up Italia Riser 3, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key, which is a move you pulled... Two, uh, last two year, two years ago, you 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 you, you yeah you you picked up an Atelier game. Got me eighty points, I think. It's a solid pickup. Yeah, they always are. Pickup, yeah. They seem yeah, they yeah. seem to be pretty consistent games. I played one once years ago uh, when I got a review yeah. code for it, and it's like it's a pretty solid game, and they seem to be consistent. Uh, at the moment, the standings are in last place. Not Russ. <laughs> Fitz Patel with zero points doesn't have any games come out yet. Uh, in fifth place, we have Lock's Tales, What's the Worst That Can Happen, six points. In fourth place, we've got Feywold with ten points, but we got to watch him. He's going to come up. He's going to rocket and up at some point because he's got some good fucking games on his list. And if he can nail, if he can stick the land in this year of the games that he picks up, he's going to, he, he, this is the year where, I say this every year, but this is the year where I think I can see him come flying up the table. Uh, in third place, Risk Taker Interactive Elf Daughter with 19 points. And then in second place, Queen, the actual queen of the indie games um, with 28 points was me. And then in first place currently with 41 points is the Phantom Smegget, which is you. See what happens. The, I mean, you've got a game coming out. And I've got two games coming out this week. So we'll see what happens at the top of the table. By next yeah, week. I think uh, it's going to be interesting. Like, I think you and me will be closer together, and there's no doubt. Like, you, I'm lucky. You potentially could get. Uh, you probably will go ahead. You will probably score in the lead. Uh, potentially. Potentially, yeah. Um, best, but they will be on equal. Yeah. Away. Well, hey, they might. This is this is how it works. We'll be on equal games released as well because i got two you've got one which means we'll have the same amount of games out yeah yeah that's an interesting analogy so we'll have a very we'll have a decent indication of how close we are together we are um by next week yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun <clears throat> i'm gonna and hey if even if fucking i smash through the floor of fantasy critic and end up in last place as long as i get to play some cool games i'm fine with it yeah. True, true. And me, I'm just here to win. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I won last year. You know, gotta let everybody yeah. else have a chance. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't have any grudges I, uh, this year. I had a grudge last year. <laughs> you, did, you did. You did. You did. Well, um, well that's it. I think. You know? Yeah, that's it. We're done. Um, I'm gonna go and eat food, play Octopath, and then furiously refresh Amazon Prime at midnight. I'm gonna go and eat food. Watch the Great British Menu. Nice. 
the public nice. order. Nice. Eat food while watching food. I like it. It's a good combination. Yeah. Good combination. That's going to do good it for episode 343 of the Words About Games podcast. It was an interesting one. Tangents were had by both of us. Usually it's me and Moody's just going, no, come back. Come back, Amy. This time it was both of us. I enjoyed it I a lot. I just grabbed a hand and just... Yeah, we just on. skipped down the road. Um, I came up with a great analogy. I'm like, my memory is like a goldfish with a concussion, so I'm going to try and remember that to use in the future. But that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for watching uh, or listening. Um, Moody, do you have any final thoughts? The weekend is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and, and non-binary people. Have an awesome weekend. As always, be amazing. Fuck the Tories. In a, and one final thing, smoke us a kipper. We'll be back for breakfast. Adios. Live long and Live prosper. Live long and prosper.